where does your family history trace back to? Have you been there? Come with us to Houghton Tower, the historic castle of my ancestors. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome to Travel FOMO. I'm Hillary Houghton, and I'm here with my husband, Mr. Houghton himself. What's up? (laughs) You're listening to the third episode in our Across the Pond season. So take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to the Travel FOMO podcast from wherever you're listening, if you haven't already done that yet. This episode will definitely tip the scale for any of you guys who are just wondering whether or not you're going to keep listening. This episode is going to be one of my favorites. So this is the one. This This is is, the one. This is the moneymaker. That's a lot of pressure, (laughs) but okay, here we go. Tell us a little bit about Houghton Tower. And then we'll go into the adventure that we went on there. Basically, to set up kind of what it is, um, if you are a Houghton or a Houghton in the United States, you almost certainly trace your heritage back to northwestern England, where there is Houghton Tower, which is a castle or a fortified manor, depending on what you want to call it, that is there. It's been there for a long time it's the way it's currently built out was in the like the 1500s but the houghtons have had land there since for a thousand years so william the conqueror came over basically solidifying britain into a country after he conquers it and then rules and one of my ancestors fought alongside him and was granted this land where Houghton Tower was built and there was a a tower built there at that point. It since has come down in like the fortified manor that's built there. Now this castle has been there and the land has been in the family since. And it's up on the top of this really tall hill. At the base of the hill, like the drive starts and it's a mile long drive. Up to the castle. Just a straight shot. Like you can see the castle the whole time. Yeah. Just drive and drive and drive to it. Well, and one of the like the crazy things during World War II, they covered they covered it up because German planes would use the drive to point them to Liverpool. Like they would look down and see this drive and it would be like, okay, if you line up on that then you can follow that and it'll go straight to Liverpool. Like that's how long the and straight the drive is. Wow. Um, which was an amazing fact that we learned on the tour that we'll talk about later. Yeah. But up on top of this hill and at one point, like the land was owned by the family. They said as uh, basically as far as you could see. Yeah. So you're up on top of this hill and we took a tour of the castle. You got to go out on the rampart and look out and you can just see forever. And it was really, really cool. It's still in the family. So it's still owned by uh, the Hottons. There is a part of the castle that's a private residence where the family still lives. And <clears throat> don't like, don't get it twisted. Like they don't know me or who I am <laughs> or like anything like that. It's not like we didn't get we, free tickets. Right. We don't do Christmas there or anything like that. <laughs> But um, so like distance, far removed relatives, but they still like it's still in the family. They still live there. We saw them out on the yeah. property, talked to them a couple times while we were there, which was really cool, especially for me. 
um, to hear from Sir Bernard de Houghton, the 14th baronet, like this, (laughs) um, who still holds the holds the castle. And it's now a a tourist attraction. So you can go in and you can pay to take tours. They have a tea room there, which was great. We took Mm -hmm. advantage of that. It's also an event venue. So they have a huge historic barn that they do farmers markets in. Um, you can check you can check them out on Instagram and and Facebook and all that and see kind of a list of their events. People also rent it out for weddings yeah. and things like that. Festivals, it's festivals, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. filming locations. Uh, they do car shows and things like that there. So they've really opened it up to the public so that everyone can enjoy it. And it's just this become this really really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, but getting there was, like, quite an adventure for us. Getting there was the hard part for us. <laughs> it like, really was. There's no train that drops you off at the bottom of the driveway right, or no. anything like that. So um, for us, we rented a car, and we yes. were coming from Bath. So if you guys tuned into the most recent episode, you heard us talking about how we were trying to rent a car. It needed to be automatic. We were at Hertz in Bath, England, trying to get our hands on the right vehicle, and we finally did. Um, Finally. Yeah. Eventually we got the right car. Yeah. And (laughs) if you're staying at a place like Houghton Tower, um, they are only open till a certain time um, because it is a tourist attraction, but it closes at a certain time. And then if you were a guest staying overnight in the the only quarters that exist. Right. There's you got to be there before they close. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's one room to rent out. It's basically an apartment. Uh, that they call the Irishman's Tower. Yeah. That that we rented out, where you can actually stay there at the castle. But yeah, like when you when they close there. up shop for the day, like everybody goes home, and if you haven't made it, you didn't make it. Exactly. Um, so they were getting a little worried for us, but um, it was my first time driving in another country. Um, I'd mm-hmm. been in England before, and so I'd seen other people drive me around, um, but it was very different. It was very much a group effort between you and I <laughs> trying to get me um, get me to drive us in the right places. But it was super exciting, and I would totally do it again. Um, but and, and then especially, I would say, it all kind of um, summed up in that, like, um, the if, well, I don't, okay, wait, wait, before I go there, before I take us to actual Hound Tower, let's just talk about the cornfields that we drove through at one point. <laughs> well, yeah, because you are, like, you're in the country, and we start in Bath, mm-hmm. so in the country. Right. And then eventually we make it to, like, a more highway, what what we in America would call an interstate where there's like several lanes of traffic and it's kind of normal. But we start out in, in a little village in the country, mm-hmm. end up outside of the little village in the country. In country. the real country, yeah. And so we're following following GPS and taking these like one lane roads through these fields. And, where... we, and one, way, one lane roads, as in it feels like a one way and if anybody else is coming... It is just very worrisome how what any of us are going to do in that moment. Yeah, that's a great point. It's not designated as one way. Right. Like, it's a single lane that goes both ways. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, it was so remote that we never faced the situation where someone was coming. Right. Because it's, like, walls and field on, on either side, like, just outside the mirrors, Right. So I really still don't know what, what happens. Happened. Like I don't either. Someone backs up 
or you both just go home. I don't know <laughs> what the deal is. You both run over some corn. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah it was um, that was crazy, but um, it was super exciting though, and definitely yes. we got some great um, footage of us, you know, driving through some of these remote locations. But um, and then we ended up driving up the driveway and arriving there, and that really was the moment for me that just encompassed that whole day and the exhaustion that we'd felt from trying to figure everything out and get there and it was all worth it whenever we arrived yeah we finally made it there we realized like okay we're gonna make it Mm -hmm. like we're like we're gonna be on time minus five minutes have a place to sleep tonight yeah (laughs) just barely but we did it and we turn into the drive and like we said it's a mile long drive up this hill and the castle is at the top of it and you can see it from a long ways away but you're definitely like you're staring at it the whole mile going up this hill and it was just breathtaking to see a castle like that really the way you would have seen it for the last 500 years Mm, yeah you know that there were like there were soldiers garrisoned there and things like that and you come up this this drive with trees on either side we saw like a pheasant Mm -hmm. out running around while it was up there and you make it to up to this castle and for me it it really blew me away because I was so excited to see it because that's where my family's from and felt this great sense of of coming home to a place that you'd never been. Wow. Yeah. Um, which was odd, but really fun. And a lot of times when you plan a big trip and there's like the thing on the trip that you circle, that you're like, this is like the thing. If nothing else happens, but this thing, like it'll be okay. And that was this for me, like going to Houghton tower was that, part of the trip and a lot of times you can overhype it and it doesn't really you're like uh it just wasn't quite what I thought you know like things end up that way this was one of the rare instances where not only did it fully deliver but it was like more that's awesome and it was a crazy feeling to come up and know that like for a thousand years my family has been here. Like some yeah. members of my family have been here on this hill living in this place. Yeah. Which grounds you in a way and like makes you feel a part of a place in a way that I hadn't really felt, especially as Americans, because we move around so much. Um, that's kind of what our culture is based on. You know, at some point, like someone left somewhere and, and came for, you know, for a lot of us, that's the way it mm-hmm. worked. And and even still currently, you know, we, we move out of our parents' house and we go to college over here and then we get a job and go over there. And a lot of times we're moving around. It's a very common thing. You meet someone and you ask them where they're from. Right. And a lot of times it's not the city that you're both living in then. Yeah. But to to sort of solidify in that way was 
really cool. And um, like I mentioned before, they have one place that you can rent out to stay there and actually stay in the castle. Yeah. They call it the Irishman's Tower. It's a little apartment. It's kind of, it's two stories and it's what used to be the old barracks, which is kind of cool. It's in one of the, um, I, I think it's called like a rampart, like a little tower within the wall. And so these super thick walls with these windows that are cut into these massively thick walls and it has upstairs is like the bedroom and bathroom and downstairs they've got a little living area and a fireplace with a kitchen yeah and so kind of everything you need uh they and, and it was perfectly remodeled <clears throat> where yes. you had all of these stone walls and these old windows and and all of this um all of this historic elements and yet a really nice shower like thanks yeah. for the really nice shower yeah and thanks for the nice bed like <laughs> yeah it's, it's, nice. it's nice to wake up in a castle with thick stone walls and be able to walk into the bathroom with heated floors mm, exactly, <laughs> like exactly. That, that's a very cool part of it but one of the like one of the old elements that i thought made it really cool was the key oh yeah and so they handed us this key. You know, we got there like just in the nick of time and they're like, oh, hey, we, we were worried about you guys. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we were worried about us too. But they hand us, you know, we signed the papers or whatever. They hand us the key. And I thought like, I thought they were kind of joking like a little bit like, oh, we'll play a prank on the American because it's this old iron key like you would think would be in a castle, you know, you expect someone like a dungeon keeper in a robe to have yes. like a link of like all these keys on his yes. belt. And it was literally the length of my cell phone metal key. And they hand it to us. And it's like, Oh, okay. I guess like yeah, this is the key. And we go and like, sure enough, it unlocks and locks the door to the Irishman tower where we stayed and so every time every time you leave somewhere you've got this massive key which would like ordinarily would kind of be annoying but when you feel it like clanking around in your pocket it's a reminder that you're staying at someplace like really cool and yeah. like getting to have this really cool experience so it was um it was awesome and that was so cool that night like so we got checked in we walked around a little bit in the courtyard, but mm -hmm. it was getting kind of late, and we went to the Royal Oak for dinner, which in the village of Houghton, which is right there a few kilometers away, um, this pub called the Royal Oak, it was everything you would want an English pub to be. Um, you walk there's in. There's like a fireplace. And, yeah, yeah, there's a fireplace. There's local families like getting together for dinner. They've got a bar and like seating the food was great i think i had a steak i don't remember uh, i don't what remember you had. what i had i yeah. think you had some kind okay. of shepherd's pie mm -hmm. or something yeah like that. actually that's what i was about to say yeah. um and we had sticky toffee pudding mm. there that was great yeah and that was that your favorite meal of the whole trip um there were we ate a lot of really good meals that might have been one of my favorite ones i feel like English food really appeals to me because it's like meat and potatoes. Yeah. And that's really kind of what I grew up with. Like 
here in America, like meat and potatoes and really like and enjoy and sort of gravitate towards. So I feel like the English type of food suits suits me in yeah. what I like. And yeah. it might have been like steak was really good. Um, the stick, sticky toffee pudding was great. I just remember you talking about that meal a lot. And, and one of the things I found so interesting is um, is how you describe being in England and being at Houghton Tower as coming home. Mm-hmm. And in so that it really resonates in so many different ways when you describe the trip. And I've heard you talk about English food and how, you know, how much you're looking forward to us returning and and the English food. And I'm not a huge fan of English food, but I but you can tell that it's something that you're like I've I I already knew that you already liked meat and potatoes. And then we get there and it just confirms that um that that is almost like literally in your blood. <laughs> it really does. Like it really was strange because I hadn't known like growing up in America, a lot of times it's like, oh, well, like, where do you trace your heritage back to? Mm-hmm. And the, you know, now like the ancestry stuff has become really common. But growing up, I was told, yeah, like we're like Houghton's an English name. And so our ancestors are from England. But that was it. And so nothing, nothing beyond that. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I started doing research for myself that I found all this out and that, Oh, there's a place and you can still go there. Like you can go see it and tour at the Houghton tower. And so I got really excited about it and I was just excited to see it. And I thought it would be cool, but I didn't expect, you know, like I'm an American, like the, the Houghtons that came over were way, way, way back. So like back to like Jamestown back. So like to the like first colonization. And so I didn't really think much of it, but going there really felt a sense of belonging and felt a sense of like, yeah, this is where I'm from and, and this all makes sense to me. And I love the weather and I love the food and all of it really felt like, yeah, you belong here. Like this is like, this is the place that you're from. That's so cool. That's really cool. I, I love that. Um, yeah, all that from dinner. Yeah, yeah, dinner at the <laughs> dinner at the Royal Oak. Thought provoking dinner at the Royal Oak. I love it. But then we went back. Um, I think we stopped somewhere and got some, um, like at a little grocery store or whatever, and got some snacks and some like stuff for us to make breakfast in the apartment the next morning, and went back and waited for the sun to go down, which. Felt like it was never going to happen. <laughs> the funny part is, like, we didn't really think a whole lot about it until we realized the sun is just not going down. The yeah. sun is not going down. When does the sun go down? <laughs> and then it just got later and later, and I think it was like 10 or 10-something. 10 I think it was, it like, closer to 1030 I think so too. before the sun went down. We were just so far north, mm-hmm. and I hadn't thought, like, it had never crossed my mind that it's summer, you're going to be way far north, like sun's going to come up early and it's going to go down late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and thus began one of the longest nights. I wouldn't say one of the longest nights of my life, but the longest night of the trip for me. Well, why was that? Why was that well, night so long? let's talk about that. 
Is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel? Can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures? Is it just plain cool? If you have a product like that, we would love to tell people about it. Get in contact with us and maybe next time, we'll be talking about your product right now. One other thing about Hound Tower that's very interesting is that it is one of the most haunted places in Britain. And so when you go and um, you start looking up haunted places in Britain, you'll find Houghton Tower. And I find that stuff fascinating. And so I'd already been doing my research about like how it's haunted. And I think I'd even had some, um, I'm, I think I'd asked some questions to the um, the staff there um, a little bit about um, about it. And so um, it's really interesting because some of the staff, I, I think they have like um, a book or a journal of some sort where staff writes down their experiences mm-hmm. from like haunted experiences. <laughs> right. They document it in a book because it's so haunted. Um, so of course I'd already been doing my research and then the, it was the first night there. And so I had to like go online and do some like, more research. Dive super deep in. Of course. So I did that and um, I'd already heard about the woman in the green dress which is one of your ancestors, I'm sure. I can't quite remember. <laughs> but um, supposedly she still haunts the courtyard. So if you can imagine, we were just outside of the courtyard. Basically, we the apartment looks down over the courtyard. Right. So great view, right? To watch for the the woman in the green dress. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I um, was scared of that window all night long and would not go near it. Um, So (laughs) that kept me awake. And I I honestly could not sleep. I watched all of The Wizard of Oz and at (laughs) least part of Far From the Maddening Crowd to try to get my mind off of it. But by that point, I was like in. I was like really, really could not stop thinking about it. And I think it was like 4 a.m. and I finally started to go to sleep. I remember waking up at one point and you're watching Wizard of Oz and I was like, what is, like, what is she doing? doing what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But um, I wouldn't regret it though. It was like so fun to stay in in a haunted place. And obviously nothing happened. So, um, yeah. which is even better to be scared, <laughs> you know, with no real reason to be so. Well, and you are super into that yeah. kind of stuff. You're always like, oh, then we can go to this haunted place or that haunted place. And yeah. I'm always like, no, we're going there to sleep. Let's not go to a haunted <laughs> place. But you like, so you got to like. I got my end of the bargain. Yeah, you got to be scared and haunted. but the next great the next day was um was really great i mean i was a little tired which is why i end up sleeping on most of the rest of the trip but you know just making up for the haunted night right but the next morning was like that was it was a great day like um we woke up the sun came up really early at like 4 30 yeah and so um by then we were like expecting it a little more. Like if you listen to our London episode, like we were startled awake by the early sun at one point. But um, the sun came up early and we got dressed and went out and we just went for a walk. We actually ran into uh, Sir Bernard de Houghton mm-hmm. um, out there. Like he was like letting his grandkids ride bikes. And, and we, he had the dog. Yeah. What, what did he have? A, a lab. Yeah, like, which we love. Golden labs. Yeah, we used to have one. Yeah, that uh, that was really special to us too. Like the labs running around, and and we got to talk to him for a little bit. Um, 
and I got to learn some more family history from him, which was really um, just, I mean, a priceless thing for me. Yeah. Um, And we walked down the drive and just across the street, there was this, um, there's just these stone fences with these fields and there were horses in one and sheep in another. And then the church was right there and we got to walk through the cemetery. We found a lot of uh, Houghtons that were buried in that cemetery, uh, which was cool to see. But then we we went back, had a little breakfast, and it was time for us to take like our official tour where we got a guided tour through the castle that was there, which was really cool like so much history there oh my gosh it was just so cool and like a big part of the history there was king james the first had come to visit houghton tower at one point and back then when this happened the king coming was a big deal and it was a prestigious deal but it was also a really expensive deal because you had to host and because travel back then is you know wagons and horseback and things like that People would come and they would journey for a while and then stay for several days. And the king was on his way to Lancaster. So as he comes through, he stayed for several days at at Houghton Tower. And one of the things that would happen back then is if you found out the king was coming to stay, you would have to pay to host him. And so some people would actually burn their roof, like set their homes on fire. And burn their roofs because it would be cheaper to rebuild your roof than to pay for the king to come and stay. And So crazy. Yeah, right? And people would go into debt and end up having to go to debtor's prison because the king had come to visit them. Yeah. Which happened to the Houghtons, right? Right. Like they they did. Like, and you kind of learn about that on the tour. There's a massive bed that's there that that they had made for the king to stay in and it's in the room that he stayed in and you get to see all of that. But they also have in the, like in the great hall, they had a huge feast for him. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's this huge thing that the king's coming. They rolled out a red carpet, the entire length of that drive. So a mile long red carpet rolled out for the king. Yeah, Yeah. For the, um, for the king to come in and then they serve this food, huge menus. And back then, it was a big thing that you have a little bit of everything so that everyone is able to find something that they like. And so servants would just be bringing in like course after course after course of things. And this massive menu that they had of all this game and fowl and things like that. Well, as you can imagine, sort of a a raucous night of feasting and all these sorts of things. King James was so impressed uh, with his steak that at one point I imagine like, this is just me um, putting this into the story myself, (laughs) but I imagine he probably had a few to drink. Yeah. Really likes his steak, likes his steak so much that he stands up, he takes out his sword and he knights his steak and he knights it, I dubbed the sirloin, which is how the sirloin steak got its name. So if you've ever ordered a sirloin steak, that's where that traces back to. That's where that came from. And it happened 
in the Great Hall at Houghton Tower. That's so crazy. And that's true. Yes. That's that is like actually that's not your part of the story. Like Right, yeah, that that really happened. Yeah. And so like you get to so much of the history is wrapped up in that King's visit and so much is still there. The bed and you get to see the Great Hall. The Great Hall has <clears throat> these uh glass, I think it's like four thousand individual panes of glass. Oh, yeah. And um, just makes it this incredible thing. They actually filmed uh, some scenes for, I think, season five of Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. um, if you like that show on Netflix. Yeah, um, like in the kitchen and then also yes. in that huge hall. Yeah, so they filmed some some scenes there, and they, they kind of show you that stuff on the tour. Um, in the Great Hall, there's also a table that's there, and they believe it to be the table that was there when King James was there because um, there's paintings of that event. There's paintings of him knighting his stake, and, <laughs> and this long table is there in, in these paintings. And at one point, they had to redo the floors, and so they tried to take the table out. And they realized that the table is too long to make the turns it would take to get it out. So they from that deduce that the table was built in that room and so is the same one from when King James was there, which is another to That's me so just a just insane that that, that kind of stuff happens. Um, yeah. And like all of the chairs, I thought this was just amazing. They're all so ornate. Everything was so ornate. But the chairs were so ornate that it was like they had um family crest the family crest Houghton family crest on every single chair which just blew my mind yeah like it it's everywhere very like you could just tell the like the pride taken in that Mm -hmm. in that heritage and that that family seal being such an old one um it traces back to the oldest books of of heraldry like when they first assembled okay here's everyone's family crests like it's in those, like it, it dates that far back and just so much pride is taken of it. And the Houghtons served historically in the justice system a lot. And if you did that um, on your, in your home, you would decorate with an orb. Yeah. And so like on the top of a post, rather than you know, some other kind of design, it would be an orb. And the more orbs that you had were sig- significant and would show your rank or status within the justice system. And right. and so there are orbs just all over the building and all over like the walls and everything. And they're just everywhere. And you, you learn that significance of it, which is, is really cool is something that's not just a design piece of like, oh, I like that. But it like there's something there. It it shows people something, and which was just really cool. Yeah. Um, one of the crazy things I remember the story of the wig room. Yeah. And so that was weird. You know, back in uh, Victorian times when everyone would wear wigs, they had a room where you would take your wig off and you and it would be placed in that room. Well, mice would get in the wigs, and occasionally. Um, a mouse would die in the wigs, but they like, which sounds like horrible right. and gross. 
in itself. <laughs> yeah, just by itself right there. But then they went up it because it was a good thing because they would actually take the mouse and cut its skin off like in the shape of an eyebrow and paste them on their faces in pa- in place of the eyebrows. And that was like a highly fashionable like thing that you would paste like mouse skin mouse and hair fur, on your face. Yeah, on your eyebrows. That's so crazy. That's Which really I don't gross. know if you've ever considered a trend like that or something, but um, you're pretty up on trends. Like if a trend trendy. comes, you're going to jump on board. And so yeah, we're going to place that one on hold. <laughs> we're going to put a pin in it. What what else were some of those um interesting things that we learned on the tour? Oh, another another really cool thing about uh, Houghton Tower. So the Houghtons were a Catholic family, mm-hmm. and when uh, King Henry the Eighth um, separated from the Catholic Church, uh, Catholics were he was trying to drive Catholicism out of England, and in preference of the Church of England that he had set up, and so priests were being hunted down. And in Houghton Tower, they built within the walls and different places all over these priest holes where they would hide priests. So a priest would be in the house, and if someone were to show up or they knew that someone was going to show up looking for priests, they would hide them in these secret compartments. And there were there are several of them throughout, and you get to see some of them on the tour. But the priests would stay in there for sometimes sometimes hours, sometimes days. Oh, crazy. Uh, to avoid uh, being taken out and killed by the right. authorities. That was really fascinating. And they showed us some of those places where, like, this mm-hmm. right here was a priest hole, and this was a priest hole, and we think that was a priest hole. And there was tons yeah. inside, or, or quite a few, I should say, inside of um, Houghton Tower. And um, something else that was so interesting is we got to go down into the basement and we got to um, see different uh, different things in the basement, including like there's a um, a wall down there that they believe um, a mummy might be cemented behind. Am I saying that right? Yeah. So at one point, it was a really popular thing. It was like a status thing that if you had a mummy from Egypt, as Egypt was being explored and things like that, like well-to-do families would acquire these mummies. But then not long after that, a rumor started going around that these mummies were coming back to life and, you know, zombie-like chasing people down as you hear these, you know, mummy stories. And so what a lot of families did was they would just wall off a section. And so there's all these tunnels under the castle that kind of run everywhere and like the dungeon is down there and things like that. That's where wait staff would also right. Right, run around. Yeah, like okay. that's how the staff would get around and things like that. And so they believe that one of the walled off areas that there's probably a mummy behind that maybe like looking for someone to eat. That's so crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. And the uh, the tour was was really great. We one of the things that we talked about is we wish we could have gone again. Yeah. Because you're just getting you're you're just hearing so much information and so much you cool history of the place. Yeah. That by the time you're done, you're like, oh, I can't remember half the stuff that I that I, I really wanted to remember. Yeah. They also have a 
a huge dollhouse collection there that we didn't get to see. Like they weren't taking people through it. Um, the time I really want to do that sometime. And I'd like to go back during um, October and go to their haunted house that they have. Oh, too. yeah. They like do the, ghost, the tours. ghost tours. Yeah. yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you could see, I mean, we went during the middle of the day and you go down in those tunnels and it's pretty creepy down there mm-hmm. in and of itself. Yeah. But there was and so many unique things that that you didn't know, like they tell you you're going out one way and they're like, now watch like the seventh step up <clears throat> because it's a little bit different height. And you're like, that's weird. A castle built like so exacting where everything's perfect. Why would one step be a little bit higher than the others? And they explained that it was intentional, that it's a trip step and it's placed there because if you're from there and you know the castle and someone comes in and is chasing you, you're able to run away from them and run up the step, you knowing that it's there, and then they trip on it hmm. and to help you get away, which is just another like quirky, like kind of weird thing that I know that and, you don't know. And reminds you that um, of the era that they lived in where it was war, it was life and death so much, and yeah. it's a fortified manner. And that's just another reminder of that. Yeah. And there's so many, so much superstition also in it. Like they oh, would show yeah. us like the witch marks everywhere. Yeah. Which witch marks were something that uh, builders and things would would put onto place, and they would be like crosses or things like that, and they were meant to ward off evil spirits. Yeah. And so all of this time, the they're building and just trying to like stay safe from these supernatural, like sort of boogeymen that they right. like believed in at the time. And so the witch marks are everywhere. Like they had several big ones. There's actually a well that you get to see as mm-hmm. part of the tour um, where like they got their water from and you get to kind of go down and, and look down into it, um, which is kind of cool. There's a priest hole down there. Yeah. Um, and then you wrap up the tour by going out into the gardens, which were beautiful in and yeah. of themselves, you know, within the walls of the castle these huge, like three different gardens. There's a um, a, a grass maze in one, oh, and yeah, then cool. the rose garden with all these roses and stuff. And you get you kind of get to go up on the walls and the ramparts and look out over, which is a was a great way to end a tour because then you kind of got to end it at your own pace. Yeah, because you just got to walk the garden and sort of spread out from the other people on the tour and see stuff and then just kind of whenever you were ready for it to be over it was over and that time for me of of just being able to walk through the gardens was really cool because i thought a lot about um my dad mm-hmm. while we were there um which my dad had passed away uh, a few years before and before i had actually even found out all of this stuff about Houghton Tower before I knew it existed. And my dad had always kind of told me that we were English and that, you know, that there were knights in our family history, but he didn't, he didn't know much other than that. And I, you know, it was really cool to get to be there. And I just wished so bad that I could have taken him there Yeah, and that he could have seen it. And cause he would have just, loved it so much and thought it was so cool and but getting to do that kind of kind of for him and remember him while we're there and to be 
back at our family home and and think of him um, was a really cool memory to me. And you just kind of take those things with you, you know, the, your your experiences and and the people of your life, especially significant people to you, and you kind of take them with you when you travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so getting to see that and and my dad didn't get to go, but I did. Yeah. And getting to do that and think about him while we were there in those gardens and up on the wall, just looking out over over all the land and, and the place where my family's from was was really cool. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed it. It was a great way to, to sort of wrap up that, that tour. Yeah. And 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 while we were looking around the garden, we saw a tree that King George the Fifth had planted, right? Like, yes, yeah. And there's a little sign right there, um, mm-hmm. and which that's just really cool too. Like the fingerprints of all the royalty there is really cool. Yeah, a place that that so much has happened and had been a sp- significant spot for so long mm-hmm. was really cool to to see and like getting to stay there. And just sort of soak it in was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up staying another night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had um, an opportunity to, um, we got to have tea at Houghton Tower. Um, yeah, that like was great too. Like a formal tea, which was fun. And and that's one of the things you can do if you're in the area and you can't stay, like you can actually go and have tea there. Yeah. Go on the tour. Cool. Have tea. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. And um, and also there's a little... Um, there was a souvenir shop, which doesn't sound like a big deal to most people, but for, you know, you being a Houghton, it was really cool to get to bring back some stationery and stuff um, and a, a tea towel and stuff like yeah. that with Houghton Tower on it. Well, and we also got a print of the menu from right. the uh, from when the king had visited and, and that stuff. So that, like, it's cool to have that stuff. Yeah. Menu of all the food that you like to eat, right? And basically, yeah, all the, basically. all the things that I would prefer. It's basically a menu, like to my head and heart right there. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and later that, um, later from there, we went to Lancaster and got to see Lancaster Castle and all that, which we'll be talking about uh, in our next episode. Right. And speaking of witches, you mentioned witches just a minute ago. Well, witches were, uh, the witch trials were a big part of um, what we'll talk about with Lancaster. Yeah, so. the Pendle witch trials, big happenings in Lancaster. It's crazy. So it still really just blows my mind that your family has a castle. So, and now you know that I love you. I loved you before you, I even knew that your family had a castle. Before you knew there was a castle involved. Right. So, so now, yeah. like, you know that I really love you, and I just got, like, this great end of the deal. It's like a bonus. Married into royalty. Yeah, basically. I was beast and, like, all, <laughs> like, turned into a prince. <laughs> oh, man. It was just, that was just really cool. And, um, yeah, I, I, looking back, and now that they do, they do weddings there, I'm like, well, Gosh, I think we're supposed to like have another wedding at Houghton Tower. Do another one there. Exactly. Well, we may have to someday. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the Travel FOMO podcast. We are so curious about your own family and whether or not you've looked into them. What is your? Where is your family from? Uh, what is your family all about? Share it on social media. It's really interesting 
to merge travel with um, family history. And yeah. you just get a lot of out of that. And I think that's what makes this episode so, so cool. But um, share share your stuff, on, your stories on social media. Tag us. You'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. That's right. We'll be sharing uh, some of the photos from our adventures at Houghton Tower yeah. uh, that we had while we were there. You won't want to miss those. Uh, we'll, uh, I think we've got one of the big iron key uh, yeah, to our room. Do. So yeah, yeah, we'll put that. Uh, we'll put that up there as well, so you can check it out. And um, if you're ever up there, like go run around Houghton Tower. It's a great place. Yeah, go stay overnight in the castle. It's amazing. And then tune into our next adventure across the pond where we jet up to Lancaster, like we said, to tour another castle and then hear about those witch trials. It's going to be crazy. Yep. You definitely want to be there. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Travel Fomo Podcast from wherever you're listening. Uh, you can also learn more about us and our adventures on TravelFomoPodcast.com. Life is short. Wander well.